This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. You know, anytime I get a chance to be with this gentleman, it makes me happy. He keeps me on my toes. Yes, he does. Welcome to Brook Circle Online. I'm James Lodging, your host, and I'm back. It's my first episode in 2020. Yes, it's the new decade. It's a new year. Yes, the new decade, new year. And my first episode doing this here. And I brought somebody good. Anytime I get a chance to meet this gentleman, it makes me happy. He's He's starting already. But he's allowed because he is a seven-time Emmy winner. Not just one or two, seven. Okay. Where are they? You know where they are? Okay, never mind. So he's a seven-time Emmy winner. He's still working today, too, folks. He popped up on an episode of Modern Family. I was like, all of a sudden, there you were, against, yeah. against my other buddy, Paul Dooley, which I, I've, I've interviewed here, too. I love Paul. I like him. Yeah. And you know, he's older than me. Is he really? Oh, wow. He's a year older than me. Wow. But he's working a long time, too. He's been working a long time. Yeah. So, like, so these, he's something on there. He's also going to be in a new he's series. He's not as alive as me, but... <laughs> Or good looking, but well, of course, uh, but he's alive. He's alive. He's working. Mm-hmm. That works. Uh, he's also in a new series, Briar Patches, coming up with Rosario Dawson on USA February six. He, of course, he's done so many different. His resume. Go Google him. His resume is long, but you guys know him, of course, as Lou Grant on two series, Mary Tyler Moore Show, and then he headed the, the series. And he has a book out. Let me show you the book, you guys. It's called Son of a Junk Man: My Life from West Bottoms of the Can- of Kansas City to the Bright Lights of Hollywood. So I'm very happy to have my friend Ed Asner. How are you? Well, I'm your friend. You're my friend. Oh, I'll be there. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You liked yeah. me. You liked me before I came on the show. Come on. Well, but I, I, I had second thoughts. Yeah, they had second thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm fine. You? Good, good, good. Now, the one thing that I found very interesting. Your book is really good. First of all, it's very good. When did you read it? I read it last week. Where? Well, mm-hmm. Read it from cover to cover. Well, even, with the, even with the interviews in the back and stuff. Yes, interviews in the back also. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story is your story. You said things that I didn't realize, and we're going to talk about those things too. Oh. Um, but first, you can get the book uh, on Amazon. Uh, you can order it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, correct? I think so. You can order it from there. And, and, the and uh, uh, Amazon AA. And, and Barnes and Noble, I think. Barnes right? and Noble. Yes. Right. And you know, the, book, the book is I mean, it's really good, you guys. Um, one thing that struck me is that you're the last of your siblings. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. And so, writing this book was it was it nice to go back and look at your life, even though you're the only one kind of left? Well, I think of them all the time. Yeah, I, I think of them. It's amazing how you know when you're experiencing them, you don't you don't think about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Pain in the ass, like nerve, things pain like that. Pain in the yeah. ass, this pain yes. in the ass. That. <laughs> but boy, after they're gone, yeah. How you treasure yeah. every living moment of it. Yeah. Because you talk about them in the book, and, and I thought it was very interesting that as you're looking back on your life, and they're such a big part of your life, obviously, your brothers and your sisters, like, wow, you're the last, and your parents, you're the last one left yeah. to look back on it. Yeah. Um, were there any parts and that... And I was an afterthought anyway. Because <laughs> you're the youngest, right? Out of mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah, you're the youngest. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's... And what was the... I forgot, what was the distance between you and your last... Brother, what was the age? Yeah, he was uh, six years six older. Six years older. Than me. Yeah, so yeah, you just can't. You know, you're you're an oops baby. They always say, <laughs> "Oops, there he is." We'll call him Ed. Call him Edward. No, this thing you talk about your book, okay, the book too. Okay, so what is your full name? 
Like your full like real name because people have different ideas. It's, it's this, it's that, uh, it's this. I was named after my grandmother. Her name was Etia, mm. so they named me Eddie, and that's the way my my initial birth certificate read. Wow, Eddie Asner. I know that people say, well, actually, my name is Yitzchak. Yeah, for, yeah. Where'd yeah. that where'd that start? Where'd that start? Well, you're always given a Hebrew name oh, when you're yeah. a Jew. Yeah, and. Uh, that that was the uh, name that they gave me in Hebrew. Yeah, because you went to Hebrew school and everything for a while. Yeah, you did. You did do that. And you talk about I being, never break out. You know, <laughs> and you talk about that. How I mean, okay. So this is the thing that was interesting too, because you talk about the depression a little bit, and you mentioned that some, that one point your best friends were Mexican. Yeah, back I never even knew they were Mexican. You talk about that. Whoa. The book is very in depth, but you, you really put us in that position. Yeah. You see that, but yeah, there were Mexicans, some blacks, but you had friends who were Mexican. Bona Lombrano and Tony Lopez. Yeah. My two best friends. It's amazing. that I didn't know they even had Mexicans back in the Midwest oh, in the Depression. Oh, yeah. Well, the railroads and the packing houses would drag them in. Yeah. And for you, you said they were just your friends. Like, you just you liked them. They were your friends. There was no... Yeah. Nothing. Even nothing you know, they, but back then, of course, talking different time periods, of course. Well, the other, only other whites in, that, in the West Bottoms neighborhood at that time were uh, uh, what you, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the bad name, yes. Hunkies. Yes. They were called yes. Hunkies. Yes, back then, yes. Which included uh, Slovaks, Austrians. Yeah. The Eastern Croatians. Republic. Yeah, Eastern, Eastern European. Yeah, Eastern Europeans. Yeah. Which there are a lot in yeah. the Midwest. And uh, Nikki Sindrich was bullying me. This is in the first grade. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I'm a coward, you know. I, I don't. And Tony Lopez, my good friend, yeah. he said, "Man, you got to stand up to him. You got to stand up to you got you got to turn him down." I said, "Okay, okay." And next time Nikki Sanders picked on me, I said, "You can't do that to me." Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he backed away. Ooh, see. Whoa. He bites. He bites. <laughs> That's a lesson for everybody, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. a lesson. The one that barks. So he, he backed away, and that went on for a couple of weeks or a month. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. And then slowly, I think Nikki began to have second thoughts. He said, "No, that couldn't really be him. That was somebody else talking. I'll attack him again." Oh my god! So he started up again. Wow. Fortunately, we moved. Wow. Yeah, because you guys did move, mm-hmm. and you talk about that how. You were kind of a minority being Jewish. Oh yeah. You went to a whole new you said you went to a whole new world. And well, I was like so Well Jews are a minority wherever yeah. they are, except yeah. it's it's uh, East Broadway maybe. Oh yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> that's, that's true, right, that's true. But you talk about that how you actually feel you know what it feels like to be a minority in a in a majority that's not like you. Mm-hmm. That's right, I didn't know that. It's very interesting. Did that did that help shape your view on Minorities and going through life, and because you, you do a lot of activism, you fought for you fight for actors and unions. All I mean, it's both about that a little later, but you're you're a bit you're big on that. Well, you you know you 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 try to sound like the majority at times. How funny! Yeah. So that I'm I'm sure that I expressed uh, anti-black feelings yeah. from time to time, and my sister caught me short one time when I expressed myself that way. Good, yeah, you. Yeah. Animal, you yes. pig! Yeah, how dare you? Good. And she slapped me down real good, and 
I've been a good boy ever since. You know, you have. Because we're going to talk about that, how you fight for different things later on. You also mentioned your father and how tough he was. So you saw that, how tough. You mentioned a story. About, I want everybody to read the book. But I'm just going to briefly the story. It's kind of like this guy came in to come to the house. You see him beat him up and yeah. you know, get him, set him straight. So you saw that kind of that masculine stuff that your, your dad's an immigrant. Wasn't he an immigrant? Yeah. Well, and my brothers were emulating yeah. the same way. The, yeah. the, they were tough, too. Yeah. I had my oldest brother was Ben, and he was shaped like a V. Yeah, you say that, yes. Good-looking V. Yeah. And uh, 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 my brother Leigh, who was next to me, six yeah. years older, yeah. he was shorter than me, but he was a great athlete. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they always say you always compensate where you don't have. You become so. I, I had a brother who was like short. I'm the runt of the litter, and he was very buff later. Mm-hmm. Like he, grew, like mm-hmm. he, had to, he had to make something happen, I guess. Yeah, for being small. Well, he was a tease too. Yeah, <laughs> he used to beat the hell out of me. Wow. Well, well brothers do that, right? Well, Not like what, that. Where does it? Where is it ripped? <laughs> I don't really want huh? to say that exactly. Where is it ripped? We all got beat up. I mean, we got beat up too. It's just one of those. Back in the day, they did that. Now, Charlie were my uh, were, were, were my roommate. I'd beat the crap out of him if I, if I could. If you could, but he works out every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, didn't you try to play football too in school? You try, and you said I did play. So football. you did play. And what'd you like about football? Well, I made all city tackle. See, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you make up for that. Um, what is one thing when you're writing this book? Did you did you realize something about your father you never realized before when you were writing this book? Or did you really just... Not, not really. But about, about the same time, uh, my, my dad my dad had hands twice as big as mine. That's crazy. He's the same, same height yeah. as me. And they, they were nothing but sheer callus. Wow. So I used to you know, knock the ash off his cigarette. And, yes. Mm, yeah. And uh, uh, he, uh, and my mom was just as tough. Wow. Uh, they, they were a pair you wouldn't draw to. Wow. And I just heard two stories. Okay. That, that Labe, my brother, yeah. told me. One was um, my grandfather lived on the Missouri side of okay. the bottoms. Okay. And he uh, he told my mother, because we lived on the Kansas side, yes. he told my mother that um, he would make wine and, and he would either sell it or give it to his neighbors. Well, this one guy, this was during Prohibition, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one guy found out that he was making or selling wine. I don't know what it was. And he said he wanted some money. Uh-oh. Or he's going to snitch. <sighs> okay. And my, my grandfather, a, who was a, a peace-fearing man. <laughs> yes. He didn't know what to do. And he told my mom, and my mom told my dad. He said, I'll take care of it. Uh-oh. My dad said, I'll take care of it. <laughs> yes, I'll take care of it. Yes. So uh, he said... He's going to leave early in the morning. He drove to the Missouri side. Went to my my grandfather's house. Went in. And he says, I'll take it from here. And he sat there waiting. And finally, this uh, bigot comes along. Knocks on the screen and says, 
Hey, Seliger, that was my grandfather's name. Come on, okay. You got my money? He said, yeah, come on in, my dad said. <laughs> he came in, he beat the crap out of him. And he says, there, is that enough money? And uh, never heard from the man again. See, there you go. Took care of business. Yeah. Another time, uh, he he loaned a guy 25 bucks, and he ran him into a, at a drugstore or something, and he said, say, uh, you... You owe me that money, you know. Yeah. He says, and he says, Asner, why, why do you have to bring it up? I, I, I said, when I get it, I'll pay you. I'll, you Uh-oh. have to wait. Uh-oh. And my dad didn't like his attitude. Oh, sir, I'm sure he didn't. Then the answer either. So he beat the crap out of there him. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time I ever heard my dad beating the crap out of anybody. Wow. wow. Except the kids. Of kids. Yeah. I want to explain to people out there, if you're not from Kansas City, I have to tell you. So there's a state line, there's Kansas, and there's Missouri. And then Kansas City is basically both sides. There's two sided. They have two different zip codes and that kind of stuff, but they're two different sides. So there's Missouri side and Kansas City side. I'll make sure I explain that. So that friend's always asking me, well, when you say when you say Kansas City, which one do you mean? And I always go, well, I, I always think well, I always think Missouri first, kind of. Well, I I I like Missouri because it's nicer. I always liked Kansas better. <laughs> yeah. Because Kansas wasn't as segregated as Missouri. Mm-hmm. Missouri betrayed the deep south in its mm-hmm. in its conduct. Yes. And uh so I always approved of Kansas better than yeah. Missouri. Yeah. Well Kansas has my Gates barbecue, which I like. Kansas City, Kansas. Has what? Has Gates Barbecue on that side. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love Gates Barbecue. Yeah. They have Jack Stacks on the other side, but I like I like Gates Barbecue. Jack Stacks. Jack Stacks. It's a big one. You know, I can't, on the Missouri side. Gates is better. Huh? I think Gates is better, I think. Yeah. They give you a box of meat. Uh-huh. And say, here you go. That's not so, did you bring anything here? I, I, I'm like, now I'm hungry. I should have brought some Gates Barbecue. I said, I might get some Gates Barbecue. So you didn't, you didn't give me a damn thing? No, just my time. That's what you get today. Uh, give me, you got a quarter. <laughs> I love it. But I want to explain to you that that's how Kansas is kind of split in half. They have the speedways on the Kansas side. It's a different things, but it's all it's all Kansas City. It's all Kansas City, basically. Um, now, also, you you came up at a time when you started to go into acting. You came up at a scary time when it was that whole McCarthy era, the whole commie thing. I'm reading your stuff, I'm like, I can't even imagine, you're just trying to do acting, you're trying to get work done, and certain films are deemed commie films, I mean, that must have been just, like, it's. A, I wrote down scary, I wrote down people being, art being attacked, I mean, what a weird time, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? You, uh, and you, 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 you felt you needed to speak up, but, uh. You couldn't, right? You know, we get slapped down. And when I finally did speak up, I got Lou Grant canceled. Isn't that interesting? You talk about that. Mm-hmm. You, you, well, you talk about, I think I wrote down, you talk about how you first kind of went along with certain things and then you realized that was the wrong thing to do. And then, of course, but if you don't speak up, I mean, things don't change. Clearly. Clearly this they change. It's an interesting time we live in now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I'm going to figure out if they if they don't impeach him or if they do impeach him it doesn't make any difference right. and we have the election mm-hmm. I'll be very interested to see how many people vote for him mm-hmm. or vote against him mm-hmm. 
going to be very interesting. Because you've, you've seen it, obviously. You've seen, I mean, I mean I've seen enough presence at this point, but you've seen even more than I have. But how that all goes every time, you know, through, you know, Nixon and, and, you know, Kennedy and Nixon and all these. I mean, it's a lot. We've seen a lot of things happen. I'm Reagan, you know, I mean, yeah. the Bushes. Yeah. Clinton, we've, we've seen it all happen. We've seen it. So I'm very curious, too, to see because we are at a very interesting period. We're on thin ice we are. most of the time. I think so. But back then, like you said, you were trying to be you were trying to be an actor. You were in Chicago. You were in New York. You're trying to be an actor, and people are getting blacklisted and blackballed and called these names. And you're too liberal. That just must be a, just a scary time to try it's to be an actor. Always a scary time. And be a filmmaker in a capitalist country. You're always going to be sweating if you're uh, too liberal. Yeah, because you've been called too liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember years ago you were called you were called too liberal. That's that's very and, and Hollywood's known as being liberal for the most part anyway. But I'm proud of it. Yeah, see, I know you. I'm are. proud of it. See, you don't care. That's right. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> We're gonna get to more of that in a little second too. But so you've seen TV literally from the beginnings of TV to now, where there's so many options. It must be amazing to see that because you're working on different platforms. It must be. Just it is. Be- well, I don't know. Do you like the old days where it's just three three channels? And yeah, you did. You yeah. lose that, yeah. It was easier to deal with, and and uh, I think the ability to progress was easier. Mm, okay. Do you think Lou Grant could be on today in the form that it was when you were when you were doing Lou Grant? I don't know why not. Yeah, I think I think it could. I don't know why not, and and if it if it couldn't be, then there must be a secret enemy down there below. Yeah. Who's pulling the strings? Because you had five seasons. And I'm thinking that could, that show could be on today. Yeah, completely. Good, and you know. it would be it would be important to be on. Yes, right. Because it would deal with issues. Because you guys did. You guys, it's, as you progressively went season to season, you dealt with all kinds of issues. Yeah, you know, um, on Mary Tyler Moore show, which was a little more a little more whimsical and more fun. Mm. Which we, could, we I see that happening today, of course, too. It's great. So for you, it just must have been nice to go from comedy to drama within the same character. It rarely happens. That rarely happens. Well, it so rarely happens. I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and I was under the influence of others. Okay. And they guarded me and controlled me and pulled me and shaped me and kicked me and beat yeah. me. Um, and I put out Lou Grant. Yeah. But you enjoyed Lou Grant, didn't you? You enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't as much fun as playing Lou Grant on Mary. Yeah. Because yeah. then you're responsible. Yes. The show's under your name. I was going to ask you that, yeah. I mean, did you feel pressure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. To carry a show. I remember when we first started up and we put Lou Grant out there. and It was... <laughs> in the ratings. Yeah. And um, Bud Grant... Had uh, who was was the CEO of uh, of uh, uh, CBS yeah. at that time, and he had a party out at the beach or something, and went out to the party, and I was playing sad dog. Yeah, and uh, I you know, I was worried about the ratings and all that, and he, he said, "Oh, don't worry about it." He says, "If this doesn't work, we'll do something else." Oh wow! And uh, I thought, 
Oh God damn! It. <laughs> this needs to work. I, I want this to <laughs> so work. Yeah, exactly. This is this is what I've been chosen to do. This mm-hmm. this must work. This must succeed, and eventually it did. It did. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I. Uh, uh, it's just interesting. I don't want to do anybody else's idea. Right. I want to do this original. Yeah. Because there's a spinoff. For folks who don't realize, Lou Grant was a spinoff, kind of a spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore show. So a lot of times, spinoffs, they don't always work all the time. You know, luckily, Rhoda worked. I think Phyllis worked for a little bit. But your show, I think, was probably one of the most successful of the spinoffs. I mean, that was something that really worked. So people, were, well. people were looking at you going, okay, can this actually go beyond MTM? And it did. Well, I don't know how stupid they were. We, start, we, we did Mary Tyler Moore for seven years. Yeah. So then, and ended on top, folks, and ended on top. Yeah, you guys didn't go down, and you ended no. on top. Um, they, they could have gone on. They could have easily, yeah, easily, yeah. But the producers thought that they had run the course, so uh, uh, we open up, and um, um, what the hell was I going to say? Well, I was saying, did you have the same crew and stuff as Mary Tyler Moore Show? Is it a whole different? Well, Set up. it's a different crew because different crew. one is a three camera crew. Oh yeah, and that's with audience. Yes, and 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 you're playing that. looser, yeah. and every anybody can laugh and cough yeah. whenever they want <laughs> and cough. <laughs> but then we then we go to an hour show, oh, yeah. which is no audience, no audience. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you the story. Tell me. Uh, <clears throat> I began therapy at that time. I don't know why or what <laughs> okay. But he was a Freudian. And um, uh, when the show opened in the fall, I, I uh, went in for a session and um, asked him what he thought of the show. It's amazing that he said anything. Okay. And he said, why do you grimace so much? Oh. Grimace? Yeah. Me? Uh, oh, my God. And I realized that because we didn't have an audience and there were laugh lines within the show, whenever a laugh line occurred, I would grimace so the people would know it's okay to laugh. Oh, how funny. And you carried. That was seven years that you carried it over by accident. Yes. (laughs) So I I stopped grimacing. That's funny. I want to ask you, and I don't think I've ever asked you this. I've interviewed you three times. On the Mary Tyler Moore show, do you feel everyone got equal amount of funny lines on that show or close? I never counted it up. I'm just curious. I know some people, they, some shows you've heard, so they got more lines than I did, more funny lines always because you guys were all funny. I mean, everybody, was, the whole ensemble no, was funny. I don't think we were concerned Good. that way. It was, yeah. it was, uh, uh, I think we were all dedicated to the show. Yeah. And whatever was necessary to make the show yeah. work. Uh, Mary was the most unselfish... That's what I've heard. Uh, ...creature in the world. Yeah. She said, oh, let him do that. Let, her, let the other do that. And she'd stay there and primp. <laughs> you look pretty. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. I guess, it's, I guess it's, that's, a, that's a good lesson, too, is that... The show, if the show is funny, you all win. Like everybody wins. Why? 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 So, so if the line's better with Phyllis, then let Phyllis say it. If the line's better with Ted, then let well, Ted say it. Gavin McLeod. Yeah. He he never had. I mean, 
he'd, old Murray. He'd be laughing his ass off over <laughs> yeah, 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 most yeah. of the time. Yes. But he didn't have the laugh lines necessarily. Yes. But he was happy to be part of that sad, <laughs> wonderful contributor. Yeah. Yeah. And he also is on the back of your book. He did, oh, yeah. he did this on the back of your book. Um, what was the last time you talked to Betty White? You know, she's had a birthday. When was the last time you talked to her or seen her? She's ageless. She is. I mean, yeah. she's going mean, to live forever. I think she's going to live forever. Well. She has to. Oh, she's still viable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true too, right? But what was the last time you heard from her or talked to her? I haven't. Yeah. It's been a good while. A while. At least yeah. a year, this maybe year. more. Yeah. But I got a nice Christmas card from her. Oh, very nice. And I, I, I got to go see her. Yeah. She's a, she's, a, she's a national treasure. She's a she is. she's a good woman, good. a very good woman. Uh, Cloris is okay. <laughs> she's all right. We love Cloris. No, we know your history with Cloris. We know your history with her. But she's not the good woman that he was. Betty was, yeah, Betty is. Oh, we love. It. And Cloris is still out there working too. I mean, you guys are all yeah. working. Yeah. All, and that's why I tell people all the time. It's like um, if you have the ability, you can still work. I mean, there's work out there. I mean. Give it to me. You're you, you are working. You're popping up on stuff. I was so... When, I, when they opened the door on Modern Family, and all of a sudden you were there, were like, hee, hee, hee. Look at that asner. <laughs> because they, they mentioned my old friend growing up and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I wonder who's going to be. And then all of a sudden, there you popped up. And mm-hmm. you, literally, you literally had like this quick roll. You slammed the door. And now it does. Okay. Yeah. There's Ed. Yeah, they... Uh... Great show. They know too. how to use me sparingly. Yes, <laughs> a little bit of spice goes a long. It goes way. a long way, right? Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, something I really do want to talk about is because now they're SAG after it's together, and I always and I knew this from a long time ago from knowing you and then reading the book. Yeah, you were a main component, just maybe a little too soon, a little early for it. You wanted that all together. Oh yeah, you did. You fought. You did it. Lost. You, you actually tried. Well, to, in union, there's strength. Yeah. So the more the more union members you got, or who believe in unionism, the stronger you are. The more sacrifice they're willing to make for you as as a union. Uh, I um, I was not ready to accept this merger as it took place because uh, uh, the idea of portability, being able to transfer your your pension, and combine both. Yeah. Yeah. The same with uh, uh, health, health benefits. Yeah, health benefits. Oh, yeah, all that stuff, yeah. To be able to combine both and, and, and be well covered. I'm well covered as it is. Good, good. But they haven't really satisfiedly okay. combined the two plans. Okay, and I was not ready to accept merger until they were, but they went ahead and plunged in. But I thought it was just interesting because you were for that years ago. I mean, years ago, you were trying to get everything together. Because yeah. you said strength in numbers, strength in Portability. That. Yeah. And so it's funny that years later, they finally come to it. And I, I, I guess that there are certain things that can't be portable. Right. And you'll lose. So I guess people were afraid to confront that. Yeah. And skirted around it mm-hmm. and didn't try to force it. Well, we'll see if it works out. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you were president of SAG, as what I'm leading to. I mean, so you were the president of this, you know, organization. What's it like being president? <laughs> I mean, I just like, it's just very interesting because you're overseeing stuff, but like, what is it like? Well, you, you know, SAG after now contains 160,000 members. Wow. That's a good, sizable union that is. when you come down to it. 
Now, there, there will be others that are bigger, more powerful, but that's a strong union if you get the performers, and it's an intelligent one. Oh, good. Okay, good. Okay. Get Very the important. performers to support it. Mm-hmm. Then you've got strength. Mm-hmm. And I hope it just goes on and on and on. And, of course, because you're Ed Asner, you had controversy going in. Mr. Ronald Reagan, that whole thing. That you read in the book, it tells you, it talks all about it. But you couldn't, even, you couldn't even go into that without some misunderstanding and stuff that happened for well, you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just kind of, it's, it's Hollywood, right? It's just it's Hollywood, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, what, what, kind of, what kind of organization you got if you don't have a good labor union? See? I, I want people, I mean, because my, my mom, then they worked for LAX police, airport police, and they had a good union too. And that's the whole thing about oh. unions are very important. Oh. They look out for you. Well, and my mother was a union rep, and she did all that. Means she did all this stuff. And you got to sell that. And, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, when you look at the, this is a capitalist country. Mm-hmm. Naturally, yes, you're, you're going to have struggles to create a strong union against the capitalists. Mm-hmm. And if you do, good luck. Right. Uh, and if you win, that's phenomenal luck. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's uh, when you hear so much discussion going on now between the 1% yes. and the 99%. Yes. And a lot of that is to do with the fact that unions were not made paramount in people's lives. Yeah. There was a time when they were. Mm-hmm. And our point is to, to uh, erase that tremendous difference between the 1% and the 99. Yeah. You've got to keep working to build up your unions. Yep. You do? I think it's important. What do you think makes a good president for SAG-AFTRA? What do you think makes a good president? Because you were president once, so you, know, you were in the position, so you know Somebody what it's Somebody like. who's slow on the draw. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, really think things through, like, take their time? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. I know that you got two different constituencies. Yeah. Two very different concepts. Yes, right. Trying to make them mesh and work together is always a big problem. Yeah, that's not, that's, that's, I like that. It's very smart. Yeah, because, and like, again, back then he was considered too liberal again. Mm-hmm. Like you, just could, you couldn't win, you couldn't win for lose. Like, that's right. Just one of those kind of things you're looking forward to. Um, and you've had ups and downs, and then you talk about hitting bottom. You had Lou Grant, you had Mary Tyler, you had all these things, and then suddenly you were out of work. But not by choice, you were saying. No. no. So there is, people do get blacklisted, don't they? They do. It happens. Well, yeah. And CBS was certainly um, a big juggernaut mm-hmm. that influenced people. The Smothers Brothers were yes. clamped down. Another one, too. Sonny yeah. and Cher were yes. clamped down. Even, I think, Murrow was, oh, really? was bit in the butt by uh, wow. uh, Paley. And you just mentioned all these le- these are legends you're talking about. So yeah, yeah that's that's, that's yeah. interesting. And you talk um, about that being you talk about not being able to get work. That must be just a trip. You can't get work. And performers were always in in the lead, and the, generally were CBS. Wow. Uh, not NBC or ABC. It yeah. was CBS. Yeah. Um, CBS. I mean, people understand three networks only. There was no cable. Nothing. CBS was huge. And now, but think about you guys, because you guys were on Saturday nights, right? So it's like for Mary Tyler Moore show, correct? Yeah. 
that you know Saturday night is not typically a night people you think watch no. TV, but yeah. that whole night they're watching Bob Newhart. Yeah, you know, I mean yeah. they're watching everybody. We 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 uh, combined to to make a very powerful night. Yes, and people stayed home, which was traditionally date night. Yes, and people would stay home to mm-hmm. watch it. I know clearly they did. I like because I mean because I, I thought it was very interesting. Cause I remember as a kid. Saturday nights, there were not many shows were on, but that was one. Then for a while, there wasn't anything on for a while. And then I think Golden Girls in the 80s were on Saturday nights. Everybody stayed mm-hmm. home to watch that. But it was like, you guys, Bob Newhart, you guys were all on Saturday yeah. nights. Yeah. It's like... All in the family. All in the family. I think Jefferson's or Maude or I don't yeah. know if they were all... You guys were on... We're talking groundbreaking television that was on Saturday nights. I met Norman Lear not too long ago. Speaking huh? of, I met Norman Lear speaking of that not too long yeah. ago. Yeah. Nice guy, nice, nice, wonderful man. Nice guy. I was, I was, I almost was speechless meeting him. I was like, the creator. He, I mean, the, the creator, right? The yeah, creator. Yeah. But MTM, hello. I mean, Mary Tyler Moore and Grant Tinker had a lot of shows on the air. Yeah, back in the day, there were a lot of you guys that, from oh, from that girls. All they were all they were all on the air. All these things were on the air. And you you could look at uh, uh, Grant Tinker and thank thank him mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. A lot of great programming on there. So while you were so while you were sitting around trying to get work and stuff, I mean, and then you had you were saying you had problems with your your marriage and stuff were happening at the same time. So how do you like just I mean, <laughs> you know exactly it's like <laughs> he you, said the magic word. I said the magic word. You talk about it in your book. It's in the book. Some junk man. Yeah. You, you talk about it. You, talk about it. All, you know how things happen all at once sometimes around the same time. He was a wonderful, wonderful. That's Nancy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you had your kid and your kids were, I think, grown by then. And I stumbled naturally. I stumbled yeah. like a stoop, <laughs> like a jackass. Which we do sometimes, right? You're human. That and happens. I, uh, I maltreated yeah. this wonderful treasure I had. Yeah. You talked in the book how you regretted it. That's one of your yeah. few regrets you said was, was how you treated her. But do you think because the way you grew up, maybe you didn't, you just didn't know? Or what do you think, I, what do you think it was? The fame? Was no, it, was it? yeah, the fame. The fame. Eats at, eats at my character. Yeah, it must. Yeah. All the accolades. You're great. You're great. Uh-huh. You're great. Here's more money. Here's all Emmys. The, all the cuties out there. I'm sure. I'm sure. People, people don't understand that. It's like suddenly you're in, a diff- you're in a different world, aren't you? You're in a whole different world where people say yes. Yeah, yeah. And back then, basically, there was a lot of yeses that happened back yowza then. Yowza, boss. There's a different time period, folks. Yowza, yowza. <laughs> it was a very different time period back then. So that must do it. But how are you? How are you with your kids these days? And like grandkids, how you? How you are? How, what kind of? I think I'm as close as I can be. Yeah, I've got four kids. Yes, three of them live in the Los Angeles area. That's great. A mile from my house, each one. Oh my goodness! Wow. Okay. And the uh, the fourth. Who was born out of wedlock? <clears throat> yes, he, he's uh, in uh, um, a guided study at uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Oh, back east. Okay, back east. Okay, Chapel Haven is the uh, oh, wow. affiliation that he's with. He's autistic. Oh wow! Okay, high functioning autistic, but cool. uh, yeah. he's there, and he uh, he prefers to stay there. Away from the clutches yes. of the family. Yes, there you go. <laughs> do you talk to him at all, or do you? No, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But he just likes being I off. see him at Christmas. See him at Christmas. That's good. So he must be always on thing. Um, so do you think So do you think you were a better father than yours? Than what? Were you a better father than your father? 
You think? I I would not pass judgment on my father. I like that. Uh, he was an immigrant. He uh, was. Uh, he he didn't couldn't read English, uh, mm. but he was a fair man. Okay. And uh, sometimes he got carried away. Yeah. Like at my bar mitzvah. <laughs> yes, you uh, talked about that. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yes. But uh, uh, he he worked. For instance, when he built his junkyard. Yeah, people people want to know what is a junk man, right? They think they think of Sanford. He and buys Sanford. everything. You buy everything, right? Rags, papers, books, steel, galvanized, black tin, everything, cast iron, stove iron, yeah, all of that. Buys it all. Uh, bottles. Um, just resources you can use for things. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. things you, yeah, you can use for things. And it's all exciting. For yeah. instance, the, 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 uh, the cops in Kansas City, Kansas, they occasionally have auctions. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, barrels of jimmied guns. Wow. And, and my dad would, would bid, and quite often he'd, he'd, uh, he'd be awarded the contract. So all these these barrels of Jimmy guns that come in, it'd be a kid's paradise. Yes, I could have as many guns as I wanted. Yes, they wouldn't fire, but I could <laughs> pretend. Yes, and um, uh, it was good cops and robbers. Yeah, but your dad, I like you to just said, I found when I became a father, I start judging my father less too. Actually. Really? Because when you're a kid, you judge your parents. Because yeah. you're a kid, you're like, wah, 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 you yeah. know, you know. But then I became a father myself. I saw how hard a job it is, first uh-huh. of all. And if you're working, like we had to do, it's yeah. hard, even harder. But I like the fact that I see him as a human being more so than anything else. He was a human. Well, my my mom carried a big load too. Okay. She she too. Uh, I would I would see her in, in late afternoon. When she had finished all of her chores, and she'd pick up the paper, and she'd try to read it, and she'd fall asleep. That was a way of falling asleep. Yeah, sitting up reading the paper. Yeah, and uh, now I'm doing that. I do, I do it too, Ed. <laughs> I do it too, Ed, all the time. My friends laugh. And go, are you turning on the TV to watch it or have it watch you? And there's uh-huh. times, it, times it watches me, Ed. Uh-huh. I understand that one. I said, okay, now. You had a little slow moment there, but then you came back, which people do all the time. And, I mean, we're talking, I think it was like, what, 20 years before Elf came along? Yeah. And the Christmas card? I mean, like, they, those came, like, way later. Yeah. And they were huge hits, but both of them were huge hits. You were suddenly in there. So, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand. So, how did Elf come to you? How did they, they, just, they just said... Well, John Favreau yeah. uh, liked me, and... Uh, I, I guess they they needed a portly man to uh, be Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, and I I love his version of yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah. It's a great movie. much better than the Edmund Gwen type. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean you don't you don't take the gum off the bottom of the rail because it's been chewed on. Yes, right, yeah. exactly, right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's just but you were great. It was just it's funny that it came back and then just other performances and of course up. Yeah. Which, why do you think that, that, I mean, I saw it, and of course, I know why, but like, why do you think your role in that and in those scenes really resonate with people? People still mention that, that I mean. Because you start out, you're, you're, you're an old grump, mm-hmm. 
And then slowly, as I mean, first of all, you see the old grump deeply in love with his wife, yes. whom he loses. Yeah. I call it a double love story. Yeah. So, so okay, he retires into his singleness, and the kid comes along and bothers him, as kids <laughs> always do. Yes, they do. Uh, can I walk you across the street? Can I... Uh, can I clean your lawn? Can I do this? Can I? No, no, yes. no, 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 yes. no. So we, we see him as the traditional neighborhood grump. Yeah. And then we understand why he's a grump yeah. and what the story is. And we slowly grow to love him. And I think it's a marvelous achievement I agree. that Pete Doctor made with that yeah. character. I agree. I totally agree. And people, just, people love that role in that, yeah. that role. Um Paul Rudd wrote your forward. How do you get Paul Rudd? I didn't Rudd? know he could write. <laughs> Paul Rudd, you hear that? Um, but he wrote a great forward. So, I mean, so you guys have a friendship? He said yeah, you called, well, he said you called did, him up. We were, we were on Broadway together. Yeah. With, um, what the hell was the name of it? Grace. Yes, yes. And uh, I thought he did a marvelous job in it. Yeah. Michael Shannon was the other Another character. great actor. Another great yeah. actor. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Kate Arrington, yeah. Michael's wife, yeah, uh, and the four of us made magic. Yeah. So I I, I love doing it with Paul, and uh, he's a Kansas City boy. Yes, yes. Kansas City Jew. Yes, yes, just like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not why? Not quite like me. His parents are British. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They knew English before he did. Yeah, he did. That's, that's so funny. I love it. But I thought that was really cool that he wrote the forward in there. And he talks about it. it, it it's funny. I like how you called him up. And So read the forward. Make sure you read that first and then get yeah. into the book. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. Um, did the book accomplish what you wanted? I know. It just came out. <laughs> I mean, how the hell do I know? I mean, I mean sales-wise. Ed I mean, the book itself. I mean, are you happy with the finished product? I I I like what I sees, and but I, I I don't know how people will respond. They're gonna like it. They're gonna like it. It's good. You don't like it? Is it no? Is it they're gonna like it? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I like I liked it. It's not controversial though. <laughs> it's not, and that's the thing. But I feel like your book, it's a series of stories that you feel like you're there. Like you really talk about mm. when you say when you when you create these scenarios. I felt like I was with you, seeing them happen. Really. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you spent time in Kansas City. Yeah, and I, yeah, I do know Kansas City also. Yeah. But I think, but I think folks watch it. I mean, I can see this as a movie. Hmm? Make it a movie. Oh, gee whiz! Who you who you want to play? Oh, you? Oh gosh! Who you want? Who would you want to play you? Uh, is Victor Mature still around? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him so. flex his pecs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think he is, but. Um, <clears throat> We'll find somebody to play you. Play a younger. Play a younger. All right. You. Well, I, I don't want Guy Kibbe. Okay. Don't want Guy Kibbe. <laughs> He's somebody who you don't I, want. Yeah. Um, John Wayne's gone. Yeah, John Wayne's gone. Yeah, yes. Who's around? Now? Yeah, I don't, you're picking people who are dead. What's going on? They're all dead. <laughs> they want to complain. You can play yourself at older. You're still acting. You can play yourself. Yeah. You can play yeah. yourself older. <laughs> but who are we gonna get to play? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Play me younger. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that's good. actually there would be. See, we're making it happen. That's good. Making it happen. We're making it, like, keep it in the Kansas City family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they can they can play it. They can. That's so funny. Thank you, Ed, for coming on the show. Hey, I had fun here. You you're good. You you're smooth. <laughs> Don't think you're you. slick. 
Hey, Slick. <laughs> you, oh, you know how to do it. Man. I do. I've been called many names, but I'll take that. Okay, Slick. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> so the book is called Son of a Junk Man. So make sure you go uh, go to Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com whatever, and get the you know, pre-order the, order the book. Correct. And it's a, it's a great read. Put it in your backpack. Put it in your bag. Put it in your luggage. Read it when you're flying around, when you're by the pool, whatever. It's a good read. If you like entertainment. But don't it's use nice. it as toilet paper. No. Don't do that. Or for warmth or anything. Don't use that. I would that. hate to see my face smeared. <laughs> yes, that would be really bad. <laughs> so. But that's Eddie Asner for you. And, and so, like I say, he's going to be on Briar Patch, coming on USA Network. I think, I believe, February 6th. That's Rosario Dawson's new uh, series. And mm-hmm. I see the posters everywhere. It looks really good. So you'll see him in that. And, of course, he has other things coming up. So just, you know, keep an eye out. And you'll see Ed Asner and things all the time. I'll pop up. He'll pop up. He'll pop up. You like you do on Modern Family. He'll pop up. Yeah. He'll be there. And I want to thank everybody for watching this show. These episodes are on YouTube on the Book Circle Online. And so you'll be able to see this one on there, too. I'll share it on my social media platforms, which is James Law Jr. everywhere in the universe. Um, go ahead and follow me there, and you can see all these. This will be on Apple Podcasts. It'll be on SoundCloud. It'll be on YouTube. So you can listen to us. You want to hear his voice? You can listen to him, or you can watch us. They get, they get choices, Ed. They can either listen to you or watch you. End of February, I'm going to be operated on. Oh, wait, what's, that, what's, that, what's happening? My shoulder. Okay. Well, I'm going to send you best wishes on that yeah. then. Yeah. And, and uh, so I won't be able to write responses back. Okay. So if you reach out to right him. Right away. Yeah. But know that I love... To be free of that pain yeah. is going to be a blessing. It'll be amazing, isn't it? Are you right? Aren't you right-handed? Yeah. Yeah. So that's. I mean, let me get that taken care of. You got you got shoulder pain. I had before, yeah, and I'm left-handed. There's my left side. Really? It makes it hard. Uh, when you're trying to like you know, when you're trying to write and trying to everything. Uh, yeah, you can't do anything. So everybody, so so send him well wishes, and he he, he totally appreciates it. Oh, um, thank you. And so, uh, Book Circle Online. You also go on social media platforms. We're at Book Circle on on Twitter and Book Circle Online on Instagram and on Facebook. Wherever you see this, just like, rate, comment. I want to thank Jeff in the booth, and um, we will see you next time. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menounos, and Jeffrey Masters, thanks for tuning in to Book Circle Online. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. To suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at Book Circle On. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in.